my friend and colleague and one of the hardest working teachers I know, Hillary Childs, recommended a documentary to me on Tuesday this week. It's called David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. So I watched it and it brought me to tears. This is Dan, and welcome to Sustainability. So I've seen lots and lots of climate documentaries, nature documentaries, documentaries about different aspects of sustainability and environmentalism and climate and people and conservation and things like that. And many of them have been absolutely outstanding. Some are mediocre and some aren't very good. But this one, David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet, is my new favorite. I'm frequently asked the question, what should I do about the climate? And one of my responses is always, educate yourself. And this documentary now is my new number one recommendation. But I'd like to give you my current top five documentaries. So if you're interested in watching any of them, here they are. Number five is a 2019 film called 2040, The Regeneration. It was created and stars Damon Gamow, an Australian filmmaker who also created the 2014 documentary called That Sugar Film. 2040, The Regeneration is a more uplifting and hopeful look at what life could be like in 20 years, in 2040. It centers around Gamow's daughter, Velvet, who is still a toddler, and what the world could look like when she is in her early 20s. So through Gamow's travels, he reveals all of these climate solutions that exist, but simply must be implemented. Things like microgrids and aquaculture and the education of women and girls, and the best scene, and the scene that tugged at the heartstrings a bit, is this giant rave, this giant dance party in this warehouse with an incredibly diverse group of people. And all of them are slow-mo jumping and partying because there's a global party celebrating the fact that emissions have flatlined and are now beginning to decrease. It evoked an extremely cooperative and joyful celebration of actual progress. And thinking about that giant global dance party in a spirit of cooperation and love, that's my favorite part of the film. So that's number five, 2040, The Regeneration. Number four is from 2014, and it's called Just Eat It, A Food Waste Story. This film features a Canadian couple, Jen Rustemeyer and Grant Baldwin, as they attempt to eat only discarded or wasted food for six months. Basically, stuff that has been thrown away, stuff that they find, stuff that has been culled from supermarkets, stuff like that. And it's pretty revealing. And the major stat here that 
I've internalized and is important to internalize is that 30 to 40% of all food on earth is wasted. Jen and Grant are pretty relatable. They're just regular types of people trying to figure this out. And a profound scene is when they find just an entire dumpster full of hummus. Perfectly good, still edible, and they face that conundrum of, well, they can't eat it all and end up taking just two containers home with them. There's great data in this film and really cool graphics, and it'll make you look at grocery stores and restaurants completely differently. So that's number four, Just Eat It, a food waste story. Number three is a 2017 film called Saving Capitalism. Both of my brothers recommended this film to me. It features Robert Reich, who is one of my new favorite humans and who constantly fights for economic justice. He is an author, political commentator, and professor. Most notably, he served as the Secretary of Labor from 1993 to 1997 during the Clinton administration. This film is about the grotesque amount of wealth and income inequality in the states and how wealth and power are concentrated at the top and how that money influences politics. The film talks about minimum wage, corporate-backed politicians, lobbying, and basically how our economic system is broken. The film is about economic sustainability and how capitalism is inherently exploitative and its goal is to extract as much wealth as possible out of people and out of our natural resources. And that's why I'm an eco-socialist. So that's number three, saving capitalism. Number two is 2020's I Am Greta, which documents the life of Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg. I watched this film for the first time a few weeks ago, and that's what prompted me three weeks ago, to create the episode titled, Yes, I Want You to Panic. So this film follows Greta over the course of a couple of years, and it starts at the very beginning, when she started climate striking in front of the parliament building in Stockholm. And I think the heart of this film is showing how emotionally and mentally devastating the climate crisis is to Greta. We learn that Greta refused to eat and refused to speak when she was in middle school. She spoke to nobody else except her nuclear family, her mother, father, and sister, for three years, and how her autism, her brain chemistry, is different from people who are neurotypical. This film hammers home what actually matters, not platitudes, not promises, not agreements, but the concentration of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. You can't argue with physics. And Greta's black and white view of the climate crisis is very humanly portrayed in this beautiful film. So that's number two, I am Greta. And number one, of course, is the 2020 documentary, David Attenborough, A Life on Our Planet. If you are unfamiliar, Sir David Attenborough is a British broadcaster and natural historian. He basically is the voice of nature. 
So whenever you think of a nature documentary and a British voiceover, it's most likely David Attenborough. So the film follows a pretty standard climate education continuum. What's happening now? What could happen in the future? And different solutions to enact right now. And in this film, in that middle segment, what could happen in the future brought me to tears. And I've cried a lot of times thinking about the climate, reading books, watching documentaries. Um, I know all of this stuff, uh, but the cinematography and the music just tore at my heart. Just gut-wrenching footage of what could happen depending on what humans decide to do right now. And Attenborough's affect throughout the film is one of humility, grace, and sorrow. And even some regret and guilt, I think. He was born in 1926, and he's 94 years old right now. And he has lived a life of privilege, seeing some of the wildest places on earth. And the way he engages in the film is very introspective, especially the pauses in between his sentences. In his eyes, you can read the sorrow and perhaps guilt and shame of what has happened during his lifetime. Attenborough says, This film is my witness statement and my vision for the future. And I see it almost as his last will and testament, a final call that he can make, because he knows he has a lot of followers and a lot of persuasion, and he's trying to leverage that for a final curtain call before his departure. So I think the film is beautiful. Everything is gorgeous, it's very well done, and there's a tone of sadness, longing, and urgency throughout. I'll leave you with one of Attenborough's quotes from the film as he addresses the false duality of humans and nature. He says, We are a part of nature, not apart from nature. Thanks for listening.